0: Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go.
1: A quick word from our sponsor, the door devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding Door Devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit DoorDevil.com and enter Best Ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Helen Stevens. Hi, Helen. Hi, Joe so excited to speak with helen and the best ever listeners i know you're going to love this conversation helen started as a banker in commercial lending whenever she graduated college and for the last twenty years she's been a certified financial planner Now she has her own company. She's the founder and president of Aspen Wealth Management, and her family has spent a lifetime of building a portfolio of commercial real estate from convenience stores to single-family homes to office buildings. So it's going to be great to hear from Helen and, and hear her perspective on her best advice ever. Based on uh, not only her real estate experience, but also combining that 20 years worth of experience as a certified financial planner. So Helen, can you give the Best Ever listeners a little bit more background about um, what you do and um, your investing and real estate experience?
0: Oh, sure. I'd love to do that. Aspen Wealth Management is a fee only comprehensive financial planning and wealth management firm. And what that means is, you know, our interests are aligned with our clients. We act as a fiduciary in our clients' best interests. And when we approach a client or a client's portfolio, um, we see real estate as an asset class that needs to be in the portfolio. And so every client is unique, every client has their own risk tolerance every client has their own unique goals and so through that we work through a process that really focuses on the family's values and what's important to them at times that could be cash flow needs or or building principal needs but you know how to approach that um is is what we do with each and every client that comes into our firm um and certainly you brought me on today to talk about real estate and um we really do find that real estate needs to be in every portfolio in some way, shape, or form.
1: You started out as a banker in commercial lending, and then you quickly moved into certified financial planning. How come you made the shift?
0: Well, when I was a banker, I was um, so young I mean, all of a wise 22, and I was working with these amazing firms, middle market firms. I had a lot of clients that owned their own companies. And they would come in to me and they would talk to me about their needs. And it wasn't about their company's needs. It was about their family's financial planning. I had no answers. And that's what got me really thinking about getting the CFP uh, credential and trying to learn more because I didn't know the difference between, you know, one kind of a trust versus another kind of trust, how to avoid the taxes, how to shelter things. And so that's what really got me excited about financial planning and really made the switch for me.
1: With your experience as a financial planner and, you know, your your family's experience with commercial real estate, what is your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: My best real estate investing advice ever is Know what you're buying. Not everyone has the tolerance to be a real estate owner, but certainly, like I said earlier, real estate has a place in everyone's portfolio. So there are several ways to approach owning real estate. if If, for say, you don't have the capital yet to be able to buy your own piece of real estate, there are other ways to go about investing in real estate. The easiest way to invest in real estate would be through Um, an exchange-traded fund or a mutual fund that buys real estate investment trusts. Um, Without getting too detailed for everyone, REITs are a great way to invest in real estate in that the income stream that is generated through the real estate kicks back out to all of the investors. So as opposed to going out on the stock market and choosing one REIT over another REIT, an exchange-traded fund or a mutual fund would give you automatic diversification within that space. And certainly, exchange-traded funds are more tax-friendly, which people seem to like these days. The other way that people can certainly invest in real estate, if they can't go out and just buy their own apartment building or their own single-family house yet, would be perhaps to invest in a fund that is buying real estate. And and certainly, the things to consider with that would be the lack of liquidity that might exist in that situation, whereas an exchange-traded fund or a mutual fund is completely liquid. You need the money. You need to get it out. You could certainly trade that and, you know, have funds within a few days, whereas if you are directly owning real estate or you are in a limited partnership of some kind, you know, it's illiquid. I mean, you can't just decide, I want my money today and be able to go get it. So that's how I would approach real estate in the portfolio if you can't go and buy your own building or house or apartment building right now.
1: Are those options purely dependent on the individual, or have you noticed the popularity of certain items items or options rise to the top based on what market cycle we're in?
0: That's a great question. Um, I think right now we're in a yield-hungry world. I mean, bonds are returning nothing. Um, your CDs at the banks return nothing. And so people, particularly those that are approaching retirement, want some way to have an income stream. And so right now, what you see are a lot of real estate investment trusts that are put out by product sponsors. And they've gotten a bad rap because of the fees that are involved in those types of programs, the illiquid uh, nature of them, particularly for older people. That's not such a great thing. So those have become incredibly popular, and the broker-dealers out there have been selling the heck out of them because they get a great commission, and the older people are happy because they're getting yield, um, but the downside, again, is the illiquid nature of them, and then you really don't know what the value of the real estate is that they're investing in till a year and a half after those investments technically close to um, new investors.
1: Are you ready for the best ever lightning round?
0: Oh, I think I am.
1: I think you are, too. Best ever book you've read?
0: Same Kind of Different as Me by Ron Hall and Ben Vermore.
1: Oh, wow. Same Kind of Different as Me. What is that about?
0: Well, Ron Hall was an art dealer or is an art dealer in Dallas, and, and this story is is uh, particularly touching to me being um, a member of the Fort Worth, Texas community because the story occurs right here in my Metroplex. And it is a powerful transformational story about a man's heart. And anyone who reads that and doesn't shed a tear, um, it, it's just powerfully moving.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: You'll have to read it.
1: I will have to read it, yeah. Best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it.
0: Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Um, I think the toughest personal growth story for me was there was a time that I was working for another firm um, in financial planning, and I realized that it had become more about making money off of the people than it was about the people. And that was incredibly painful. Um, I am... So committed to fee-only advice, and that's how I got to this place. That's how Aspen was born. Was out of a reaction for the things that I saw in my industry and what was going on around me. And it was a it, that was kind of a long haul, Joe. But um, you know, I'm I'm thrilled to be where I am now.
1: You so you're in a position that. Um, you weren't uh, comfortable with anymore, and then you reached a point where it was like, all right, I want to continue to do this, but I want to do it on my terms. How did you make that mental leap?
0: Wow. Um, You know, I think anyone who is an entrepreneur or decides to step off on their own, you know, faith is going into something that you can't see. And the mental transition for me was I knew I was doing the right thing that in and of itself I I knew that if I kept the high road and I did the right thing for people that from the very first I treat every client as if they're my only client and that I only it's it's been a long slog you know when you start your own business but um, it's so worthwhile and You know, I'm lucky. I have a husband who is employed, and so we really didn't have to have my income at that time, which certainly helped from an economic standpoint. But I think, too, I was surrounded by a wonderful community of friends, and they helped support me and cheer me on along the way, and that was was really critical to me.
1: Uh, I, I love the comment they said where you, you knew that you were doing the right thing, because I feel like if we know that what we're doing is right and we have that faith, uh, because regardless of what anyone's religious beliefs are, we all have faith or else we wouldn't be able to get out and drive our car down the street. We have faith that the people on the other side of the road won't come come crashing towards us. Um, so we we, have, we all have faith and when you have faith that you're doing the right thing, I, at least for me personally, whenever you know, I started my own company, that is what guides me as well, you know regardless of what happens as long as but as long as you stay on purpose, then everything else kind of falls to the wayside.
0: I agree with that. you know, in my industry, people always want to talk about their rates of return and certainly when you evaluate a real estate deal or you evaluate any investment you know you want to know what your expected rate of return is but i would encourage people not to be so focused on on the rate of return but rather look be goal focused look at the goals i mean to what end are we doing all of this you know i think to some point it's great to say well i got an 8% rate of return on something but is that going to allow you to travel? Is that your goal or to pay for college if that's a goal or to retire and live off the um, proceeds of your investments? Is that your goal? Um, I would I would encourage the best ever listeners to be very focused on their goals and not just their rates of return.
1: Real quick, on the goals, goal comment, how do you personally approach your goals and do you do anything in particular that helps remind you of your goals?
0: At the beginning of every year, well, really at the end of the year, I sit down and I think, okay, where where would I like to see myself in five years? Where would I like to see my company in five years? And then I back that down to, well, what can I do this year to put me one step closer toward those goals? And then I'm kind of cheesy. I, I cut out magazine pictures and things like that, <laughs> places I want to go and, you know, things I want to do. And um, I, I look forward to traveling a lot when I'm older. I haven't really been able to do a tremendous amount of travel, Um because I had three kids and, you know, life life gets busy. But um, certainly I love having those pictures as reminders. And then that even backs into every day, you know, before I leave the office every day I have my list of what I'm going to attack when I hit the door the next day. And so when you back it down like that, then, you know, it's pretty strategic in meeting those goals.
1: I too have a vision board.
0: I love that. Yeah. Is it places you want to go,
1: or is it it's, things that you hope to? It's things I hope to, things that I will accomplish, and then also reminders of how to live. In the middle of it is a quote from I'll attribute it to Tony Robbins because that's who I heard it from in his in his TED talk. But the secret to living is giving, and I I, love that. I, I yeah it's it's at the, the heart of my my entire philosophy.
0: I started when I was in commercial lending keeping something I call the refrigerator file. Um, In my family, when you brought home a good paper or something good happened, it went on the front of the refrigerator. So anytime I get a sweet note from a client or a card from a client or something that makes my heart happy, I put it in my refrigerator file. And then if ever I'm having a bad day, I pull out the refrigerator file. And it just reminds me of all the great things that I am doing and kind of fills the heart back up after you've had a bad day of
1: something. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I I keep a a grateful list, all the things that I'm grateful for. And Mm -hmm. anytime I need to, I go back and reference that. Best ever quote.
0: Pray as if everything depended on God. Work as though everything depended on you. St. Augustine.
1: Helen, what's the best ever place to reach you?
0: The best ever place to reach me is to go to our website, which is www.aspenwealthmgmt.com. And when you're on the Aspen Wealth Management website, you will find all of our contact information, phone, email, whatever whatever you need.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's great to hear the perspective from someone who is has a more objective opinion about real estate investing and has the experience but yet knows how to use it judiciously based on uh, whatever is the right situation yeah you know, I, I work in you know, with a lot of people who are uh, wholeheartedly focused in multifamily investing as they should be and as I am so it's nice to get the the 10,000-foot view of a different approach in real estate investing and um, approaches that might make sense for, you know, other people based on their life circumstances and uh, the cycle that we're in in the market.
0: Well, I so appreciate your having me, Joe. Multifamily housing has a long way to go, I think. Um, You know, it's certainly a great opportunity right now um, as people are continuing to... Um, try to get out of student loan debt and to try to make their lives. A lot of people aren't interested in owning um, single-family housing anymore. So I think I think the, renti- the renters are a great market right now.
1: Well, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Helen, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.